This is CliffCentral.com. Wow, wow, wow. When I was you, all I get is wild thoughts. DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Oh man, that was Wild Thoughts by Rihanna, Bryson Tiller, and DJ Khaled. Another one. And another one. That is like my favorite song of the moment. You are listening to the weekly mashup with your host, Candace Mama. And today I am traveling with the ever effervescent, the vivacious, Simpiwem Tetwa. How you doing? Hey girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was so anticlimactic considering how the build up was going. I was just like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Okay, so T Mash is out there saving the world. So thank you for being here with me, Sumsum. Yeah, it's a pleasure, you know. But you kind of jumped at the opportunity. I didn't even have to ask. You were like, I'm there. I'm there. No. I was like, will you? You were like, I'm there. No, no, <laughs> yes, no. Yes, I thought you were going to offer me like some food. <laughs> you know I and don't like, offer food. And you're like, no, if you have the show, I'm like, ah, is this your payment? <laughs> ah, it's okay. Okay, oh, job. And by the way, for payment, you're talking about paying you to be at my seminar on Saturday. Girl. Right? <laughs> Can we talk about that for a minute? Just for a minute. Okay. If only because I'm doing, yes, self-promotion. What's the use of having a podcast if you can't self-promote? And and because, guys, okay, let me give you the background story, right? So I held this free seminar for women. And I was so excited because it's the first time I could actually do a free seminar. Because I've done, like, paid ones. But, like, you know, with paid ones, they're a bit different. So I was like, okay, let me do free for girls, you know, under 30 who can't necessarily afford it, whatever. Next thing you know, guys, I get Krispy Kreme. Thanks again, Krispy Kreme. To sponsor us donuts. Yes. I, I get us coffee. I do the most. Yes. And then the first person to arrive was Sim. Yes. Which is great, right? Yeah. Because you, you arrived at like half past 10. Yes. Half, no, half past 11. Half past 11. Started, yeah, half past Yeah, because you called me and you're like, you locked. Yes. I was like, <laughs> whoa, did I get the wrong time? Did These I get the wrong are venue? Creepy. Like, these buildings are creepy when you're alone. Don't worry. There's a, there's a spirit. <laughs> there's a cliff central spirit up in here. Like my brother and I were like, we are hearing things. People be slamming doors. I was like, I was, I was scared. I was scared. But anyway, so we set everything up. You got you at half past 11. Yes. Next thing you know, guys, 12 hits. <laughs> my, my best friend Megan has pitched up. So they, they, they literally four of us in studio, including my brother who was just there to be the photographer. Next thing, go to past. And then two of my other friends pitch up. <laughs> Note I'm saying friends. I'm not talking about people who signed up. Friends. And then, guys, we ended up with six. <laughs> there were yeah. six of us. But I told and, you. Then, and then people was like, don't worry. Our people are always late. When she says our people, she means, yes, black people. Yes. And <laughs> African timing is real. At one o'clock, one more person walked in. The stranger. The stranger that nobody knew. I knew her. I was the only person who knew uh, her. And then eventually we were left with seven. Out of being booked out, 35 people were supposed to pitch up. Seven pitched up. But I had fun. Yes, I had I, so much fun. I, I had a lot of fun as well. I felt like God was speaking to me. Was like, well, Candace was speaking to you. But you know what? If God is the name you want to give it, that is, we'll check Child it out. <laughs> you know, okay. As I was saying, that God was speaking. I heard the Holy Spirit. You, you heard know? the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Krispy like, Kreme had nothing to do with it. I feel like we were on a sugar high because that's all we had to yeah, eat. Yeah. Oh, literally, it was like a lot of wealthy. <laughs> Guys, we, as Krispy Kreme even over-sponsored us. Yeah. <laughs> like, there were so many donuts. We were bouncing off the wall because that's all we could do. Eat donuts and drink coffee. Like, I felt like we were in some cheesy police drama. Like, <laughs> but it was fun. It was just like a girl's 
morning, day. It was so much fun. I had such a good time. Except yeah. when the hunger kicked in at half past two and people didn't want to go home. Then I was just like, okay, guys, That's I the think. problem because we all knew each other. And we we're like, mm, I know your plans. You have no plans for today, girl. This was your only plan. I was like, girl, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Y'all got to go home. Like, we got to shut these cliff central buildings down. And, yeah, and because there was Wi-Fi, you know, nobody. There's Wi-Fi. There's free Wi-Fi. Nobody's going to leave. Free Wi-Fi, nobody. free donuts and free coffee. That's why I didn't even know if the talk was good or if the Wi-Fi and the coffee were good. So, you know what? I'll take it. But guys, I will still, I will persist, I will persevere, and we will have another. Yeah. And, and another one. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're the best. <laughs> you know what? I had to play DJ Cardi. You're the best. Yeah. The whole whole trip home. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, you learn. You live and you learn. You live and you... And Tony Robbins, I, I saw one of his clips. He only had seven people at his first So it's seminar. a sign. Greatness, eh? Hey? Greatness, girl. I was just like looking at myself like, look, I'm the black... Cuter Tony Robbins With yeah. a less bass in my voice This is like chapter one of the book eh? Chapter one girl And there were only seven Right <laughs> and, and you know what At least you know what's nice About the seven that pitched up You guys will actually get a mention In the book My name <laughs> Boom <laughs> like, Okay girl Yes So this, These past 24 hours I was going to say this week But th- these past 24 hours Have been eventful Flop <sighs> yeah. Like I woke up and there was no news, right? Okay. Like, no, no. Yesterday, I woke up and I was like, "Ah, what are we going to talk about? We'll just talk about, you know, the woman's thing. Then, I wake up today. Rob Kardashian done lost his mind. Girl, t- what, what happened? Uh? I logged onto Instagram. Next thing I'm seeing is like censored nudity <laughs> up in there. I was like, what? I, and there's a, I hope I say it correctly. Girl, say it the way it's meant to be said. <laughs> it's like, Rob Kardashian finally, oof, from a Makandan, you know. Like, to our English <laughs> listeners. Uh, he woke up from like, okay, well, not direct translation, but like, he, he, he just, woke up from the grave. He's woke now. <laughs> he's, he's woke. He's, he's woke. Woke. Um, because we all knew, we all knew, why are you dating? Why, why did you even entertain Black China? Okay, but. Why? You know, but he, he dated her knowing, like, you can't turn no home no. into a housewife, but he dated her knowing she was what she hey, was. Hey, did you see those tweets busy saying, I loved her like her wife, I really thought she wanted a Yeah, to but be who, who told, baby. who told Rob to do that though? That's the problem I have with no. Rob Kardashian. He's a bit of a hypocrite up in here. Yeah, him and his Kardashian family that's been doing the same thing. No, but all. that's the thing I don't get, right? So, okay, so guys, let me just give you context to this. So Rob Kardashian basically w- lost his mind on Instagram yesterday. Mm-hmm. He posted all the intimate photos that Black China had sent to him yes. during their relationship. Yes. So when I say intimate, I don't mean like... Cute, cutesy, intimate. No, I mean, like nude. You know, like we see, we now we know what Black China looks like all the way. And he posted all these, and then he still went on to tell us how much he spent on Black China and all these things. And he was really upset about it, right? Yeah, but the only reason why he did that because on Instagram they like what uh, blocked him. I think they this yes, and then they account. yes they took down his account, and then he went to Twitter. So what yes. happened on Twitter? So. Once Instagram did that, he was just like, ah, there's still Twitter. So let me go and speak to my people on Twitter with 140 characters. And he went. He and made he, it work. He, he made did, it work. Wait, did he do a Bootlem Kise, the whole presentation, PowerPoint presentation? No, he's not. He's not at that level. Okay. Okay. He, okay. he just okay, did. Because you can't do it as good as a woman can do it. But mm, go on. Go yeah, on. Yeah. So he just kept tweeting and tweeting on some. This is the video that she sent me. Another man in the bedroom. And then he was like, I really loved her. I Thought we were gonna be a f- what I really thought we were gonna be a family. She wants us to be a family. <sighs> he spent over a hundred k on her and the and her body and just yes, yes, yes. After the baby, right? Jewelry for two hundred and fifty k. Yeah, and it was just like he just yeah he was tweeting a lot. I 
I, I don't care, hey? Like, like it's, it's crazy. But you know what I don't like about it? I don't like that he's using a woman's body as property for revenge. Like, you know what? I'm all for him venting and saying what he needs to say, but I don't think he should have posted her nudes. Like, I just think there's a level. Because you know when you love someone, right? You, you send them images or you send them texts that you wouldn't want necessarily the world having. And next thing you know, the person you love is now going crazy and posting these. That's like the biggest form of revenge porn. I, but I think this is, I think because he's now woke. You, you're saying his wokeness caused him to lose no, his he, mind. No, he's woke because he now can see that this girl was never in for the money. I don't think. Well, while she was in it for the money. I mean, for the love. Yeah, yeah for the love. Like, yeah, because was, I mean, she was Rob never needs there to for... get himself together, hey? Yes, I was like, really? Which girl in her right mind was gonna date Rob Kardashian <laughs> at the state that he was in? Let's be honest. Come on, yeah. Okay, can you tell us what state that is? Ooh, he was down and out, guys. He was down and out. He was just, you Downtrodden. know. Downtrodden. <laughs> the only thing that helped him is that he has money. No, his family has money. And that's what she saw. She was like, I can't get to Kim and I can't get to the, the mama, but I know I can get in the family somehow through Okay, Rob. so you think it was revenge for Tiger? For oh, Kylie yes. stealing Tiger? Yes. We yeah. all knew, even when she was But pregnant. she had a baby though, like a whole baby. Yes, it's called being petty. You, you, you're that petty though, that you're going to have a whole it's baby cold. that you're going to look at for the next... 40, 50 years looking at you like you were revenge. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> the baby's set up for life. I worry about you, Sam. I worry Why? about you. <laughs> the fact that this seems normal to you. I'm, I'm looking at you and this is all like normal. Like you could almost sit down with Rob Kardashian and have coffee with him and be, and like, be like, I get you, boo. I, I get you. I get you. Like I'll date you huh? as well. Like I, huh? I'll date you and then huh? show you that. No, huh? no, I wouldn't. Huh? Shit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like, you're into downtrodden men, eh? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm just saying that he. We all saw it, um, and I think he's being a hypocrite for calling her out because his sisters was doing the, exact the same, same thing. thing, and that's how they and made just, money. Yes, and just because they're white now, it, <laughs> you mustn't talk about it. No. I love how it's about race as well. No, like, it, 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 <laughs> no. So they made it about race. I saw like because it's trending, and it's like okay, so because okay. she's a black sister who did you wrong, now you want to out but, her business. No, no man out to. Kim's business out there. Well, Ray J out to the business. Ah, a bit, a bit, but That's a black man outing people's business. Ah, but still. Like, uh, <laughs> I just feel like of there's our democracy. There's hypocrisy like Chris in this Rock whole said. thing. There's a, he, when Kim Kardashian was married and busy with Kanye West at the time, no one oh, was like, Oh, ooh, oh, oh, ooh. and you heard it first. You heard it first from the weekly mashup. <laughs> like, and then now you're gonna out this girl who we all knew you can't make a whole wife. Ah, right, guys, bye. Wow. I'm down. Some, wow, you, you're very passionate about this. Let's move on because I just feel like <laughs> studio equipment's gonna start breaking up in here if we keep on this topic. No, I'm just like, no. Yeah, I can tell. Um, so, <laughs> I wanna move on to the next thing. Okay. So, Twitter again mm-hmm. is onto another racist debacle, if we could call it that. Our Miss SA, Demi Lee now, went Ooh, to a charity child. or an orphanage, right? Which is obviously black kids. Um, I was going to say predominantly black kids, but it's only black kids. And she was seen handling these kids with latex gloves. So not the, the cute, like fluffy gloves. So she, okay. So Twitter lost its mind, right? It saw all these uh, pictures of her touching the kids with gloves. And they saw like how she was giving them food with gloves. Even the one, the one black kid looked away at her like, yeah, I'm not even going to make eye contact. I'm just going to eat my soup right here. And <laughs> so the, all these pictures came out, right? And, and now she do, she's defending herself. And I saw her statement this morning and she's like, she's devastated that people should be focusing on the fact that kids, 300 kids got food that day. Instead, they're focusing on the fact that she was wearing latex gloves. 
I'm passing it over to you. <laughs> First and foremost, that statement is just like saying I have black friends. Like it doesn't work. Okay, for number one, I'm number not racist because I've got black friends. Is yes, that the one? Yes. Okay. And number two, why were you wearing latex gloves? I don't she says she says because of hygiene. She says it must be for hygiene purposes in handling food. You know, when you handle food, that's what you Child have to bang. do. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I am. You, I think you, you I'm your very, feels, eh? I'm in my feelings um, because I am a black girl. Mm-hmm. Number one, and I. Th- Feel, I, I would personally feel disrespected if somebody was giving me food and you saying you do this whole charity work because you want to work, make the world a better place. Yeah. And the homeless essay motto. Yes. This, this is, this is like something from your heart. This is not like a job where you are forced to do it. Yes. No one forces you to, to give back. So you saying, Hey, I want to, you know, pass it forward and, 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 and make, you know, your day a bit better and brighten up your day so you can have a future. And then you're going to come disrespect me like that and, and come wearing gloves. No, why? You're not gonna catch no disease, okay? Like, you I know like what? Th- there's someone, and for the for the purpose of this discussion, I've got to say their race. A Caucasian woman, yes, <laughs> who's laughing, <laughs> said to us, "What did you say, Sam? I don't want to catch. I don't want to catch AIDS. <laughs> yeah, like, that's that's like what she would perceive from looking at those pictures. That Demi was probably like, I don't want to catch their little AIDS." <laughs> Like, bye, like bye. We living in okay, but can I play devil's advocate? Yes, I I feel like she's maybe too naive. I feel like sometimes the homeless South Africa thing, right? It's lost a lot of relevance. Yes. I, I don't even think sometimes it has lost a lot a lot of relevance. And this whole world peace, and I want to just do charity work, and you know, just like take care of little babies all day. It doesn't work. And I think that a lot of the time they force into these situations. So. I think because she's naive, she didn't think of the repercussions of her actions. And I also think that her PR team, who she always travels with, were terrible. Like, how do you take those pictures and be like, because the picture looks a little weird because you look a little bit like Michael team, Jackson. Let me tell you something about, I, I bet you right now, that team is 90% white. Oh. So they would have not seen a problem with it. They would have been like, I would have done it so, too, so, girl. So, I, I would have gotten an, you know, there's even like these other ones, the better quality are from doctors, so and so. No. Like, so, so you 100% believe this is racial? No, but it does come across as it does. It, as being racial, and I think we live in Africa. You've you've lived in South Africa yeah. for all your life. You know what's going on. You know that you can shake someone and not catch something. I just find it disrespectful as a young black South African um, who. When I look at it like that, that mm-hmm. this is a situation that you decided to put yourself in. Yeah. If it was someone who was like, yeah, today we're all forced to go out and do something. I, I kind of understand because yeah. then you're like, ah, guys, you, you know, you know, I don't do this all day, every day. This is not my job. This is, you yeah. know, but yeah. if this is something that you actually are going to make your career about, oh, giving back, making like world peace. Don't do ish like that because hmm. that, that frustrates me. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Okay. So what do you think we do from this point forward? How can the South African organization respond in a way where people don't feel like it's being mishandled? Because I just like right now she had to release the statement about how it's about feeding the kids and how it's been misconstrued. But I feel like they needs to for people to feel like something's being done. There needs to be like something drastic. I don't think they should necessarily take away her crown. But what do you think should happen? Um, I, I, I think it's just having a conversation with her. Yeah. Um, and I think she should. Okay, but we won't be, know if they had a conversation. No, with but her. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. She's on the streets of Twitter. <laughs> I know it's, Twitter's rough. 
Twitter doesn't hold back. <laughs> These Twitter streets are harsh. They're very harsh, but I think you should just see the state in which you live in South Africa, yeah. you live in Africa. And yes, you know, we have the good and the bad. Yeah. It's not all poor, it's not all rich. Yeah. Um, but you yourself need to also understand that we also come from a country where there was a lot of oppression for black people. Mm. So, I, Sensitivity Yes And we're still fighting To be equal We're still fighting To be seen I mean Even in the whole Miss South Africa um, Organization Yeah Every year It's either a white girl And then the next year It's a black girl Then yeah. it's a colored girl yeah. Like it's it's, it's things like that Where we're like We see what's going on mm. um, If you have Authentic conversations And saying You know what This whole pageant thing Is not working Let's be honest We just mm. want a pretty thing To just be like I'm Miss South Africa Let's do that Yeah um, I think that's number one And number two It's just there's certain things you just don't do. Yeah. That is one of them. But you know what? Even in the talk, I think let's just segue quickly to equality and equity, right? Yeah. So I was speaking to an American friend of mine, and he's a university, the University of Washington Bothell campus. Shout out. Um, they opening a center, and it's called an equity center, mm-hmm. which is basically a diversity center, which focuses on black students and what they struggle with. And basically, they are saying that Black students and white students have had to really compete on the same level, yes. give the same results, while one group is disadvantaged and the other one is obviously in a more privileged yes. state, right? So it's called the Equity Center. And I find that word very interesting because I saw an illustration of it. So equality is when you see kids of varying heights, right? So you have the tallest kid and you have the shortest kid and they're behind a fence. Mm-hmm. So they're both watching a soccer game. The shortest kid can't see. The tall kid can see. Yeah. So then people are like, let's let's have equality. So they give everyone the same box. The taller kid can now see more. The shorter kid can barely see. The middle kid can see. And what equity is, it's giving according to the need of yes. each racial group. And I find that a lot of the time when we engage in this conversation, people are like, this is a country full of black people. Like, why are y'all complaining? Like, you guys are the majority, yet we're coming from three decades or so, even more of oppression that yes. we're still dealing with and fighting with, right? Yes. So how do we start incorporating into younger people? Like, Miss Esso, she's only 22? How she's do we age. Girl, mm, girl. Like, mm. you youth. You youth. <laughs> mm. <laughs> in, I, I'm going over 25 <laughs> in a month, so I just like looking at, like, the younger ones. Yeah. <laughs> These kids, <laughs> these kids, these kids of today. So how do you, how do we start engaging that conversation in a way that's understandable and in a way that people can actually really start, like, I don't know how to put it, but really start incorporating into their daily lives, not as just theory, but as a practical practice, you know? I think, you know, when you're looking from the outside in, um, the one thing people don't see is that amongst the black culture, there is Hate on hate mm. So we still need to rectify that yeah. um, Yes we can talk about equality And yes we can talk about um, Wanting to make sure that every black kid out there Gets the same opportunity So that there is no white privilege um, But at the end of the day Within us as black people We need to also forgive ourselves um, You know I'm 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 one black child who was privileged enough to go to a Model C school, mm. so I can. Speak. Oh, is that where the voice comes from? Girl? Yeah, girl. Girl, I thought you were born that way. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. but I mean, I I grew up in 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 the suburbs, and and that's all I know. I don't know Cassie life, mm. but I I I also know 
people in my family that kind of like look at my family and be like, how did you guys do it? Mm. Why are you guys successful? Mm. Oh, Sims always said she wanted to be in media. Boom, yeah. bada, boom. She's here at Cliff Central. Yeah. And they always think that, mm, you know, you did something or mm. whatever. So we, we still need to rectify those relationships amongst ourselves. Yeah. And that's what people are not seeing. Mm. People are saying, oh, yes, equality, equality. That's all good. But yeah. if we all given the same opportunity and as a young black girl and I get it and I, I make it. And I don't say, you know what? I want to give back to my community. It's a problem. Mm. It's a huge, huge problem. So we still need to stop with the black on black racism. Because yeah. that's real. I mean, this whole yellow bone thing. Like, mm. just because you're lighter doesn't make you better. Yeah. And we still need to change our mindsets from not thinking short term, but long term. <laughs> so there's still a lot of work to put in this whole equality. Because you can give me the opportunity. Mm. But if I don't know how to handle it, and yeah. if I'm not um, groomed to be able to handle what is given to me, I'm going to throw that opportunity away. Mm. And that's, I think, the conversation that has to be had with black people. We, it's time where we're like, we can't blame white people anymore because yeah. I feel like the opportunities are there. But we need to start talking to like sisters and brothers to say, hey, you know what, my guy? Um, I know we are from the same place or not from the same place. Yeah. Yes, you, you, you take my taxi every day mm. or yes, uh, you, you, you got a car for your 21st, but this is how we work together and this is how we're going to get over that. Yeah. Because that's the, the biggest problem. When you look out, in, you're not going to see that mm. But as a black person I see that And I'm just like Ooh You know Some people don't suffer From pull her down They pull They suffer from Pull black people down Oh girl Preach So Preach. it's one of those that If we can rectify that to church If we can rectify that I think we're going to be Even like We're going to be greater Because I feel like Black people We've already proven That we're good enough yeah. We've proven it mm. There's and no there's job That we don't prove. have mm. We've we've done some Like we've been the first For some of the greatest inventions out there. So yeah. don't tell me that we're not good enough. Yeah. We need to look at ourselves and say we are good enough. And support and how, each other. Yes. That's, I love that. That's the biggest thing. If we can do that, man, man. the country. Ah. Man. Ah. You know what? I actually want to pull in someone into this conversation shortly. Right after this incredible song. And I'm going to tell you why I'm playing this song just after we play it. So here it goes. I'm that little bit of hope. Okay, guys, I can't sing. I can't sing. But that song, though, R. Kelly, the world's greatest. And the reason I was actually inspired to play that song is because our guest today, right? I know him as a speaker extraordinaire, advisor to leaders globally, and just an all-round incredible human being who agreed to be on the show. But what I did not know, guys, I did not know this, that our guest can actually sing. And not only was he, he wasn't just singing any song, y'all. He was singing The World's Greatest by R. Kelly and in a seminar, yo. So anyway, before, because I was about to just keep talking about him and forget he's actually in studio. <laughs> My guest today is Alex Granger. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm Thank good. you for being on the show. I'm like... I'm trying to get my breath back I can after tell. dancing. Like, <laughs> can I tell you guys, I was still on Facebook Live, right? I was like living everyone singing in studio. And Alex just jumps up. As soon as I like literally stop recording, he jumps up like, um, that star up in the sky. That's the part you missed. That's the best part when the key changes. Oh, yeah. no, but I, I just couldn't believe it. When I saw you singing it, I was like, excuse you? 
How dare you? How dare you try and be good at even more things than you already are? Well, welcome to CliffCentral.com. <laughs> my name is Alex Granger, and on the show today we have yes, Candace yes. Mama, my guest. Oh, <laughs> Whose show is this? Yes, yeah. your, your show. Oh, <laughs> sorry, my bad. And guys, you think he's joking. As soon as Alex sat down before the show started, he, he started with this radio voice. I was like, Alex is trying to get me unemployed. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to put another black sister out in the unemployment streets. Not See what kidding. I'm talking about? At least I'm not wearing gloves. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> actually, Alex, I think let's start there. Yeah. Let's start there. What do you think about it? Well, actually, I'm I'm hearing this for the first time. I okay. I actually missed the news because I normally okay. look at good positive things. But yes. uh, yeah, a friend of mine on Facebook just uh, just said, "Come on, actually read his post." Yes, please. Do. It's actually my coach. He says, "Lol, I'm out here defending Miss Sa like they're paying me, but come on, let's not kill kids with our pain. She's a stupid kid doing the right thing. How smart were you at 22? Mm. She even eats with them gloves on." <laughs> Gloves on afterwards. Come on, y'all. <laughs> That's the part I that killed know. me. <laughs> she ate with those gloves. And like, yeah. you know, rubber does not taste good. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, there's so many people who are constantly apologizing for the mistakes they make. And we don't know how sincere it is. Yeah, that's the truth. And then we've become a, a, such an unforgiving country. Because yeah. even if someone is sincere, we're like, ah, but we've had this one before. You know, so-and-so also apologized. You know, someone apologized for the bond they took that they didn't really take. You know, all those kind of things. So... Yeah, apologies don't seem I don't know what you need to do now I think you almost have to cut yourself While you're apologizing To prove that you, you, you're sincere yeah, But you I think sometimes we need to We need to be a bit more forgiving As a, as a, as a society Okay, so if they had to If the Masese organization had to call you And say, Alex We are dealing with some BS right now yeah. And you had to go in as their leadership advisor What, how, what is the first thing you'd advise it to do? Let's, let's look at leadership from this point of view. Yes. One of the biggest critical factors of a successful leader yeah. is communication. Okay. And communicating before everybody else communicates about it because that leads to speculation mm. and, and the grapevine. And I find that successful leaders are those who, when a crisis hits their desk, they communicate. They might not know everything yet, but they communicate that they don't know yet, that they're mm. investigating and, and they, and at least they don't keep people in suspense about What's going on mm. Because that's what starts These little gossip things In the passages And <clears throat> Can you imagine An organization like this And then suddenly There are two people Meeting in the passage oh, yeah. They're leaders And they're having a few words And as you walk past them They stop talking You're going to assume That there's something going yes. on That you don't know about But a leader A good leader Speaks out So I would say To uh, the Miss SA uh, Leadership team Is to say Immediately when that thing has happened and somebody has, because it goes viral pretty mm. quick, mm. is to immediately make a statement, put out a press statement, consult with your legal team in terms of how you can actually position what has happened. But mm. you've got to communicate quickly. Mm. And too often the communication takes so long after so much has happened in the, in the media space. And then after two days, you come out of the press release. No one's going to believe you. But if you're the first to market to say, guys, I'm not sure if you've seen this. This happened. She was wearing the gloves. We apologize profusely. However, the good things that we did were this, this, this. Our yes. intention was great. We've now given counseling to her in terms of how to handle this going forward. I think we'd be a bit more forgiving. Yes, I think that's so the communication incredible. quick to market is key. You see, they should have fired And do it before you're about to catch a plane. Because <laughs> we've had a couple of incidences where you yeah. catch a plane, say stupid things online, and then by the time you land, you're either out of job or you've got to go to a disciplinary hearing. Oh, but you know, that's why they should have hired you. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I feel like really when these young girls get into the role of Miss South Africa, I mean, it's not all this glitz and glam. They've yeah. got a lot of media attention on them. 
And That's I feel like they really do need a lot of coaches. They do. To coach them in the space of leadership, not just how to yeah. carry yourself or how, how to sit, yeah. but how to communicate with people, right? Absolutely. And I think it's in any, any, uh, you know, the thing is with media and even with competitions mm. and not just Miss SA or Miss World. Yeah. I mean, think of idols or oh, voice, yeah. the voice SA. Yes. Is how does one then carry themselves mm. post that kind of success? Because mm. it can be very overwhelming I, pretty quickly. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't have a coach, and often the people who are winning are very young people, mm. 20, 21, 22. Yes. You don't really know how to handle the media. You don't know how to handle success. You don't even know how to handle yes. finances. Mm. And suddenly here you are, whoopee, you won idols. You've been given a car by Ford and you've got a million rand in your bank account suddenly. Guess what you're going to do the following day? All your Chinas have to know they've got to drive your car and you're going to be spending, spending like silly. And before you know it, you're broke. You're broke. Mm. And, and even the guys who win the lotto, there has mm. to be some contract there that's written in that you have to enlist the services of a coach to assist you. And that's where a lot of us in our roles uh, in terms of mentorship and coaching assist such people because uh, your career can go from rock top to rock yeah. bottom fairly quickly. Oh. I mean, okay. if I had to ask you the question, yes. how many people from Idols do you remember from the 11, is it 12 seasons now that Gosh. have won? Gosh, I think I'd think a of handful, two, two, or two or three, three. Yeah. that you can remember. And the Where one the I'd others? only remember because we moved into a house. There so <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> never underestimate the, the power of having a coach. I mean, I've got two coaches, mm, um, wow. a spiritual coach and a, and a business coach, Jeez. and they've just been there all the time. When I go through difficult patches, I know they're on call. I actually want to go into that. Before we actually go all the way back yeah. But the fact that you've got a coach, right? Yeah. And a spiritual coach and a mentor in your business Don't you find that because you're in this industry Where people see you as an expert on yeah. certain topics That people don't think you're supposed to have outside counsel You're supposed to be the happy dude, man well, That's it You know I think often people think the most successful Let's say on the speaker side yes. I mean, if you think of the top speakers in the world today People like uh, Tony, Tony Robbins, Robbins yeah. Les Brown mm -hmm. You know, those kind of guys They have mentors themselves so you, the thing is, you never stop learning. Mm. You never stop learning. And that I is the that. key thing is every day, the world is changing so fast. Mm. You know, I was reading something on LinkedIn recently that talks about, uh, how customers, how, how companies got their first five million customers, how quick they, how quick it took. Yeah. And, and it goes back to the automobile that took 20 years for the mm. first automobile to mm -hmm. be sold like five million times. Mm. Facebook, it took three years. So you see the kind of sure. change that's happening in our world Rapid. today. So there's so much new information that's coming. And if you don't have a mentor or a coach to assist you navigate the challenges of, of your, of your business every single day, you will become stagnant and die quite quickly. Mm. And, um, and, and then the second thing is, even though I have two mentors, yes. I need to ensure that I'm also coaching and mentoring. Mm. Because in that process, I find that when I mentor and coach people, yes. I learn more than the people I'm coaching. <laughs> because i got to research, i got to make sure I've got my ducks in a row, I know my yes. information, I know my content. Yes. And in the process, I am growing and I'm learning so much more. Because yes. I don't want to impart knowledge that is, you know, uh, sub-level. That's just below the... I want to give myself. I want to empty myself completely so that mm. the next person that's learning from me is also growing. I love that. But yeah. let's take it all the way back, right? Back again. All the way back. Okay. Back into 19, time. Yeah. <laughs> it, before you became a speaker. Right. What was your life like then? Before you decided, you know what, this is actually something I'm pretty incredible at. Well, you know, for me, it all started in church. Okay. You know, uh, growing up as a young kid, I, I, I enjoyed music. So mm -hmm. I was always singing, huh? either doing special music in church or actually leading out in, in worship. 
at a very young age. Mm. And then, of course, I did a bit of preaching in church, and that gave me the platform, and I really became very comfortable. Oh, wow. So it's got to a point now, and I get invited to speak at a, at a gig. People all ask me, so are you, are you nervous? And I'm, I'm never nervous. And what? I don't say that arrogantly. That's amazing. But I'm never wow. nervous. I'm probably more excited. Yes. Uh, it gets to a point where when the guy is going up to introduce me, I'm like, can you do it a bit quicker? Because <laughs> I want to, I wanna, can you get all picky now? And it's not because I think I'm all that. It's just that the that is my happy place. I'm oh. in my zone. I'm in my element. So at a very young age, I started doing music in church, and that gave me the confidence to be on, on that stage. And it's not easy for anyone to just get on stage. You know, they say public speaking is one of the biggest yes. fears. Yes, number anyone. one. Number, number one, one yeah. And uh, I had to learn a lot of things uh, in my journey to overcome the fear. This, mm. this thing now, it's easier for me because I'm excited about it. But to start with at first, oh, the first time, like, and you know, you, you practice, you rehearse at home, and you think like, wow. But when you get in front of people and there's eyes on you, you know, people are and looking the at me. Body language. People are looking at me, you know, like <laughs> suddenly everything that you've rehearsed and everything just goes out the window. Gone. And I've just learned that, you know what, actually the best way to tackle that situation is just to be authentic, to be me. Yes. Get on that stage and just be me. I, I use music to calm me down if I get a bit of quivers here and there. Yes. And then I'm in my zone. And then I just decided that I'm not going to follow the rules of speaking. Huh. I'm not going to like stand with your feet one meter apart, your shoulders upright. How is just that the rule? No, I mean, just, you know, yeah, the guiding no, principles no, of how to speak. No, that's what I'm you know, thinking. when I'm you like... walk, make sure you take three steps to the left and stop and observe like the audience. Pause, the power of pause. I'm sure you've been taught that. Yes, yes, yes. I am me. And maybe I'm not that guy who likes to pause. Maybe I talk too fast. Maybe I slow. I'm too slow. Maybe I pace. But at the end of the day, I wanted to make sure that I've got good content to provide that is life-changing and I can do it in an energetic way. And that is my personality. So I bring the energy, I bring the life that I have, and I deliver the content with that excitement. And that's why I use music in my talks yes. as well. I think I'm the only speaker who, who oh, sings. That's because you're the only speaker that can sing. <laughs> if, if I could sing, I'd be letting it out every time. Yeah. So that's where the, the, the journey started on that platform. And then... Obviously, when I joined business, I mean, I was in Corinth for many years, uh, started getting opportunities to speak yes. at uh, different conferences and centers for the company. Huh. And I just found, I love doing this. Yes. And then one company some years ago decided to pay me and I'm like, whoa, hold up. I can get paid for <laughs> this. <laughs> what? And then I found that the fulfillment, not of the paycheck alone, but the fulfillment after you've spoken and you, and it's over and you the just feel like, rush that's man, like, here. I feel this is better than my day job. And I really, then I took the leap of faith and I said, you know, let me just go all out. I'd rather make a success of it now than look back after a few years and say, if only I had. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I want to focus on that leap of faith, yeah. right? Because a lot of the time people think that it is this, you, you make the leap of faith and life becomes easy. No. So I want to focus on that little jump. When you took the jump, yeah. can you let us into how you were feeling emotionally, what it took, what was the catalyst for that eventual jump, that yeah. Yeah. why you took the action? So. The, the idea of speaking, I mean, I started speaking in 2002, mm. uh, part-time. Okay. And I, I met a, a speaker who's very well-known in circuit, and he said to me, man, Alex, I've seen your speaker, I've seen your MC. You're very good at this. Why don't you do it full-time? And I said, good idea. So I knew already that I want to do this full-time, yes, but I yes. wasn't ready because I was still, I think I was still a salesperson, and I needed to build a bit of a CV that says, you know, I need to be credible because my passion oh. is leadership. Okay. So how can you speak on leadership if you've never really led? And I didn't want to be a leader who just led a sales team of five people. I wanted to get to the highest level of sales leadership 
that I could. So yeah. it took me 10 years to build my, my skill set, to build my, my, uh, my career until I became a sales director. And then I realized I needed to be a sales director for more than just a few months mm. to have a bit of credibility within mm. one organization, yes. a listed business. And I did that for three years. And at the time when I said I'm ready to quit, it took me a year to actually quit. Because in that year, I needed to build my business to structure it. So the leap of faith comes with a lot of rationale. It, it comes with planning, prepping yourself, ensuring that when you do jump, you're not jumping into this bottomless pit. Yes. You're jumping onto solid ground that you've carefully crafted, but you still have to work at it. But at mm. least I knew where I'd get my customers. I knew how I would position my brand. I knew what my key messages would be. So by the time I left corporate, I knew what I needed to do. So mm. I had all those things in place. And then it was just really marketing and selling myself and meeting with customers. Mm. And it took off pretty, I can say, pretty easily for me. But, yes. But it was a, a 10-year journey. Okay. It wasn't like suddenly, that's it. I think I'm a great speaker because I'm it. eloquent. <laughs> you know, I can get on stage and say, good morning, this is Alex Granger. <laughs> it's got nothing really to do well. with that. Yes, I speak well. <laughs> yes. I mean, so a lot of people can, like I said earlier, yes. people speak cuck very well. <laughs> but I know this is Cliff Central, so I can be a bit you open. You can say but whatever you want. The thing is, you want to be able, eloquence is only a portion of the ability to speak yes. You've got to have Like I said I always ask The guys I mentor I ask mm. them three questions And yes. I had to ask myself That question mm-hmm. Why Alex Why 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 should people look, Listen mm. to you Who are you What makes you credible What makes you relatable Why now mm. is, is the message That you have Relevant and current For the now mm. And what What is this message And I needed to position myself And when I started out I was very broad I spoke on everything You know Clients would phone me And say We're looking for a speaker On innovation I'm your guy (laughs) Following day We need you to speak speak On agriculture I'm the (laughs) agriculture guru I'm the Next day We want someone On nuclear You came to the right place I'm the guy Until I realized (laughs) Yeah Actually Man I'm not the guy For that I'm not agriculture (laughs) I'm not innovation I'm not nuclear Actually My space is in Personal mastery And leadership I like that Until I got to that Now all my key messages Focus on those two areas Personal mastery And leadership mm. And I'm in my zone And in my element And in fact Over the years Most of the clients Who have booked me yeah. Having looked at my profile And seen agriculture And innovation <laughs> Ended up booking me For leadership, leadership. And personal mastery So it. then I also Picked it up And I said Okay Got That's to turn the things at. That I'm not good at mm. But it was a great journey A lot of learnings Along the way Where my profile Had little, little And unknown companies On there And people would say Like Who's this company you spoke at? I'm like trying to explain. Tabazimbi. Tabazimbi. Manufacturers. Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and you know, those kind of things. But over time now, I've spoken to a lot of top blue chip companies yes. and have received endorsements and testimonials from some of the, the top leaders that yeah. I thoroughly respect. So it's, it's again, daily learning. Every single day, you've got to up your game. You know, whatever you've considered as excellence today has simply become tomorrow's standard. Oh, so tomorrow you've got I to improve. I love that. I love yeah. that. Can we talk about self-mastery for a little bit? Yeah. So the aspect of fear that keeps us from oh, learning, yeah. that keeps us from moving forward. Yeah. How do people address that? Especially when it yeah. comes to, you know, pursuing what you know you were born yeah. to do, that calling. You know, how do people well, overcome fear? You almost have to go first back to understand how you identify what that calling is. Mm. Because... You know, it's it's almost like infatuation. You see someone you like, and wow, well, that's it. That's the girl. No, no, no. But you don't really know her. And then when you meet her, she looks she great. Looks and then when you meet her, and suddenly uh, she's not really the personality is not there. Thinking, the looks are great. Yeah. So yeah. one has to first understand and learn how to identify what their calling is, and okay. that is linked to your gifts and your talent, uh, talents and your competencies and your skills and your education, all that yes. kind of stuff yes. bundled together. 
and stuff that you do almost effortlessly. Like I say, my speaking is not a, a it's job. More it's effortless. It's a hobby that I get it's paid good. for. Yeah, I enjoy what I do and I get when I get a call in the middle of the night, if you wake me up at midnight and say, Alex, can you can you come and speak right now? I'll, I'll yes, can I just brush my teeth and I'll come? Because I'm constantly <laughs> yeah. ignited by that. Yes. So the calling is important, but then when we talk about the fear, you know, fear resonates in one's mind. I, I had the very same problem about leaving the corporate comfortable world of a directorship mm-hmm. sitting in a nice corner office. And I mean, I chose my furniture. That's how nice my office oh, was. Oh, wow. Um, and Parking bay with my name mm. on it, with my position mm. there. It was just I was living. Well, you never life. struggle for parking. You just yeah, like, like even though I came late, like everyone's struggling. Where do we park? And I'm just rocking up there in my car. Yeah. But quitting a day job where you're comfortable, where even when you're off sick, you still earn your salary. Yeah. Like and now my voice is my invoice. So if I'm if I've got the flu, I can't earn. So I met a young lady. Her name is uh, Vangile Makwakwa, and she mm-hmm. is a she's a coach, business yes. coach, yeah. way younger than me. Yeah. And we had a, a um, we were going to a conference together, and we were driving, and she was in the car, and I was saying, you know, I, I was on the verge, I was still working, and I was on the verge of quitting, and I was like, I'm not sure I want to do it. And she gave me this one line that really changed my mind. She said to me, um, "What's holding you back is the thought of what's holding you back." And that's mm. what fear is. Mm. Fear is a thought. It's it's not mm. a reality. It's mm. something that we constantly allow to manifest mm. because we spend time going over it. Mm. You know, it's the what if. That mm. is what fear mm. is. Mm. It's the what mm. if. Oh, you know, if I do this, what if I what if I don't? Succeed? What if I what die? If I, what if I yes. lose my income? What and if I, I lose a limb? Exactly. Mm. And I was doing music in the studio, and I met another guy called uh, I think his name is Tapelo, and he said to me, "Alex, I hear you're going to quit your day job." I said, "Yeah, dude. Phew, I'm so worried." He says, "You worried about making more money?" <laughs> And I'm like, I didn't look at it that way. I was yeah. like worried about not making money. Yeah. And here's a guy who's a young fellow who catches taxis to the studio to produce albums for some of the top gospel artists. Does, he's not making it well, but he could mm-hmm. see past my fears. Mm. And then I realized, well, if people have confidence in me and what I do, who am I mm. to not have confidence in myself? Mm. So I had to see the good in me to overcome the fear that was in me mm. and sweep that out of my life. Sheesh. Yeah. I am inspired. <laughs> what is holding you back, guys? And what I like is the focus on the thought, right? Because thought is not reality. And a lot of the time we lie to ourselves and say, That's it. You know, just because I think it, it must be true. That's it. Right? And in fact, often, you see, the problem is a lot of us don't like to read. Oh. 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 I only say you want to hide money from us. Just hide it in oh a book. Oh, my word. Hide. We listen and then we believe. Whatever is said, like, Especially, it's surprising And this is why There's a danger In being an influencer And a speaker If you're not well researched And you don't do your homework Is that you are Literally influencing Young minds To believe Because they look up at you And they think you're An authority on something mm. And when you say something They believe it's it fact. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people Who will quote stats That don't exist <laughs> I'm sure the people who walk in here and say things like, did you know that 20% of the people who shop at a particular retail store, 70% of them uh, end up um, dying early because they're not eating healthy foods because 95% of the food sold are there. What? Like this. <laughs> and then there's one. It's true. I would it's say true. the moment someone says, I'm oh, like, hey, whoa, 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 sauce. Source. And don't give me Wikipedia yes. What's your source? Yes It's so important And it's so important And so even that fear aspect A lot of young people The problem is we don't read a lot And reading and traveling Opens your mind to a bigger world than your little self. Mm. Stops it. It kills so the tunnel important. vision. It's, yeah. And you know what's so important about when you're pursuing your dream, right? I find that I encounter a lot of people who are like, this is the grand dream. So they yeah. give you the biggest dream, right? And exactly. I love that. I love that you have a big dream for yourself. Yeah. But where the hurdles come in is they don't want to learn to get there. True. They don't want to actually open a book, 
about people who've gotten there. They don't want to practice. They don't want to craft. They yeah. they almost want it to appear like if I pray enough, God will make it happen. Yeah. And it's like, no, child, you need to open a book, Man, read a book. The microwave effect, right? Popcorn. It's the two-minute noodles. Boom, mm. there, and that's mm. it. Zero nutritional value. It's just carbs. So we need to have that mindset that says, have a big dream. But understand that you've got to, you've got to move in the process. Mm. And the process is going to teach you a lot of experience and you'll overcome the hurdles. But in reaching for that dream, when you look back, you'll be connecting those dots. I mean, Steve Jobs puts it mm. well in his, in his commencement speech when he talks about you can't, you can't see the dots going forward, but, but you can you look, look back. back, you can mm. connect the dots and everything that happens in your life happens for a reason. But guess what? You can create the reasons. You can define your life by making uh, intentional choices. About about your journey, mm. uh, but it's in your hands. So prayer is a very important. I'm a very spiritual person, yes. so prayer is very important. Mm. But prayer must be also supported Linked. by choices that you make, mm. by submission, by ensuring that you actually get off your butt and action. do something. By action, exactly. Like I said in that example when we were sitting outside yes, about the car, please. Mm. powerful, powerful example where, you know, motivational speakers as we know them, mm. uh, and I'm partly a motivational speaker, are great at igniting energy. Mm. And I use the analogy of a car That if a car doesn't want to start because the battery's down You jump, start the car mm-hmm. You put the, the, those leads on the, on the battery The car starts, but for the car to move You've got to get into the driving seat mm. Clutch in, mm. gear in, accelerate and move mm. and, and that's the role that, that goes past just the motivational mm. talk It's an action it's that action. you've got to take Because mm. if you start the car and you don't get in and make it go It's going to stand there idle and it will eventually die Because it runs out of fuel Think about it. You get fueled and energized by a speaker. But at the end of the day, the onus is on you to make practical steps on your journey. I love that. I can't believe that time is running out so quickly. I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, no. Alex, give give us one motto. One motto that you feel that encompasses the way you live or your belief system. Okay, so mine is a biblical one. Yes, please. Uh, and it's taken from Philippians 4 verse 13. Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And, mm. um, and that is, it's more than just a spiritual thing. You know, it's, it's obviously very godly in mm. it. You know, I can do all things. Um, but in that statement, I can do all things. I can, I can is a mindset. Mm. It's, I, I believe it. It's mm. a belief system in me. I can do. Do is the action. Yes. So your mindset, and I've always said in all my talks, is that if we can work on the most important organ in the body, the brain, uh, contrary to popular belief by the male species, this is the most important <laughs> organ. The other one's important, but this one's more important, the yes. brain. Our computing system. Is, yeah. Is that if we think right, if we create a mindset that is positive, that is hungry for success, the action follows. Because the reason why we can't behave in a particular way uh, is linked to emotional intelligence is because of our mindsets. Mm. And if our mindsets are constantly being trampled on, and I'm not saying there will be days where you're not negative or yes, down. Yes. Yeah. Look, we all go we through human. difficult times. Yeah. Mm. But the thing is, like uh, Winston Churchill said, if you're going through a difficult time, uh, just, keep moving. When you're going you're, through hard, just fire, keep walking. Just, there's no time to stop and take yeah. selfies. You're going to burn. <laughs> So there's no uh, please, please readapt that quote please, I love it eh? Please readapt If the you're going through the fire There's no time to take selfies Keep moving By Alex so Granger Yeah by Alex Granger So if you're in In that valley of despair yes. and, and discomfort And discouragement Yeah Don't stay there for too long just know that actually, you know, the sun will shine again. Mm. Um, and, and, and like the Bible says, the joy comes in the morning. Oh, I love Often that. Often people give up 
just on just mm. when victories around the corner. Mm. And, and how it, often does that happen? Eh? I mean, you think Too of often. a simple example: Strive Masiwa, he's mm-hmm. the founder and econ, uh, chairman of Econet Wireless in okay. Zim. They now they, they own Neotel in South Africa. Oh, wow. But it took him four and a half years to get his mobile operating license. He was fighting against the government to get his license because the government owned an entity that monopolized that industry. Mm. Now let me put it in context. He took them to court. He took the government to court. Now let's make it clearer. Yes. He took Robert Mugabe to court. Anyone. The Supreme High Court gave him his license. So it's important to understand that sometimes we give up too soon because we think the difficulties we're facing will never end. Mm. They will end. They always end. There's a season for everything. Mm. The downtimes and the uptimes. Mm-hmm. So you've got to keep yourself nimble. And that means read as much as you can, attend events, attend seminars, expose yourself to platforms where you're constantly learning and developing. And mm. I think that's important. I love that. Alex, where do people find you? If people want to be right. constantly motivated or get leadership wisdom. I am everywhere. I mean, you just got to Google and find me. So <laughs> Google me, um, baby. <laughs> my website's alexgranger.com. Okay. Uh, my Twitter handle is at alexgranger. Uh, my Instagram is at, I think it's Granger Alex or Alex Granger. <laughs> just, just search for me. I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook. I've got a Facebook page. I've got a Facebook personal profile. If you don't know, just, just go on to Candace's friends because I'm a friend of Candace and you can find Candace me there. Is connected, yo. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm easy. I think the easiest is just go on my website because then all my handles are on my website as well. And guys, to get Alex's book, it, it is called The Personal Development Code, The Possibility of You, yeah. What Shapes You by Alex yeah. Granger. So go out, get that. They can get yeah. it on your website, right? They can get that on my website. They can get it online as an Amazon download. Um, so yeah. Guys, please read a book, open a book. You heard it here. Okay. Yeah. If you want to be successful, you got to open a damn book. Guys, thank you so much for being here, Alex. Thank you. What thank a pleasure. You, you weren't so here much. long enough. You've got to come back. I have to. You have to. With, with have to come back for Tamisha's here. <laughs> like, guys, that's it. We've run out of time. But yeah, from Alex Stranger, really had a super it's time. Done, um, it's done. Um, and uh, Candace, thank you for coming through. You've been an amazing <laughs> guest. And I hope to have you soon again. We're going to check into the news very shortly and sports and weather coming up soon. And from me, I'm just signing out. Have an awesome day. And I'll catch you again the same time next week. That will be my from show. Be the guest. Hint, Goodbye. Hint. <laughs> Sim, do you want to say goodbye on Alex's show? Um, no, I'll be back next week. <laughs> yes, so I'll be the co-host. <laughs> We'd love to have you. It's been great having you in the show. The only person not going to be here next week is me. Okay, goodbye, guys. It has been fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. This is cliffcentral.com.